What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to be previewing the Bulls game against the Indiana Pacers. We're also going to talk about what Billy Donovan is going to do or plans to do with the power forward position. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So as we know, the Bulls face the Indiana Pacers tonight in uh, a game that, you know, at least on paper, you would think that the Bulls are going to clearly win this game. But as we know with the Bulls, the up and down play, things like that, we haven't really quite settled into seeing that defensive intensity every single game, night in and night out from the Chicago Bulls. Um, but with that said, like looking at this at this team um, that we're facing in the Indiana Pacers and what they've been doing so far this season, this could be if the Bulls don't come in locked in, especially defensively, it could be a tough night for the Chicago Bulls. Now, uh, Tyrese Halliburton so far is averaging 24 points per game. Ben Matherin, who's having a big season as a rookie, is averaging 22 points per game uh, so far as well. Jalen Smith averaging 13.5 points per game and 8.8 rebounds per game. And the Indiana Pacers come in this game being eighth in the league in scoring, averaging 117.8 points per game. Now, the Pacers' defense is not matching up to that. They're actually 27th in the league in defense. They're seventh in rebounding. And the Chicago Bulls so far in this point of the season are 12th in defense in the NBA. And considering the big game that they gave up against the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's pretty good, right? That, that If you take away the Cleveland Cavaliers game, of course, the Bulls are in the top 10 in defense in the league, which is surprising, right? Um, and so this team has enough defense on it we just have to see that intensity maintained throughout. This is going to be a day in which the backcourt has to defend well overall. That means Zach Levine as well, but that means Io, Alice Caruso, um, who, uh, Goran Dragic in their minutes. They're going to have to play solid defense for a full 48 minutes for to avoid the Indiana Pacers having a big offensive night against the Chicago Bulls. This could get ugly, or it could turn into a fun game where you have two teams that are just trying to outscore each other. It could very well turn into that as well, but we know that the Chicago Bulls do have that extra defensive gear that they can kick it into, especially when you look at the Chicago Bulls bench and the defense that they've been able to play so far in this season. The Bulls, as I said, are 12th in the league in defense. They're 22nd in the league in offense and 16th in rebounding. So these are some key things for the Bulls to look at is where they can find some success. Um, I do think that the offense, you know, that 22nd rank, Right now, we haven't been firing on all cylinders every single game. We're still trying to work out some things. Zach Levine's only played two games as well. He's looked pretty solid in those two games um, as far as scoring the ball. But we're looking for this team to have a to have a full 48 minutes against the Indiana Pacers. It's not going to become easy, right? Like I said, while the Pacers are only 1-3 in their record, they're putting up a lot of points, not winning a lot of games. But the thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to come in looking down on an opponent that could get hot and very well blow this game up for the Chicago Bulls. So in this game, looking at this, we want to have big nights from our guards as well. We want to have big nights from DeMar. But I'm looking at a big part of this as well is Nikola Vucevic. Miles Turner is out. Um, outside of Jalen Smith, the Indiana Pacers do not have a lot of true legit size. So depending on the minutes that Nikola Vucevic is out there, him and Drummond are going to have mismatches all throughout this game at times as far as the size-wise. So this is another game that we want to see Vooch come in and play from the inside out, really assert his dominance down low. And this is probably going to be another big rebounding night for the Chicago Bulls as well um, and what they can do. So, you know, looking at this team and saying what the Indiana Pacers have, we know uh, that they are a, a guard-heavy team and what they're going to do 
Like I said, Jalen Smith's having a solid season. Buddy Buddy Hill is having a solid season for them as well off the bench. Wouldn't mind having Buddy Hill's uh, production here on the Chicago Bulls bench. Also, but we're looking at this team, uh, the, the players that get the most minutes from this, it's going to be a long night for them. And we can make it a very tough night for them, but we have to see that execution. We have to keep the ball moving, which, you know, at this point, just assume that anything that I have to say with the Chicago Bulls, as far as positivity, it comes by having player movement off the ball, off and on the ball, right? We have to move the ball around, but we also have to have players that are cutting and things like that. And so with that being said, this is a game. And if Patrick Williams does start, and we'll talk about what Belly Donovan may do with that power forward position here in a second, but this is going to be a game where the Bulls have to be locked in. You can't come in and not be locked in against the team. If the Bulls do overlook the Indiana Pacers, which their next two games against the Pacers and the Spurs, the Spurs, who I think only have one loss on the season on top of that. But this is a, a day in which our depth absolutely is probably going to be a key in this, even if the starters necessarily aren't playing the best defensively. The fact that the Bulls are going to be able to go 10, 11 deep in this game again, as with most games, are going to be key to that. The bench production is going to be huge. Having Alice Caruso also able to come off the bench, providing that solid defense um, on their guards and things like that. But you do not want to let Tyrese Halliburton and Ben Matherin get going and cook you. You don't want to allow that. So we have to have Zach Levine. And the question I'm going to present here is while I've talked about Vooch, right? And we know Vooch, DeMar, they're very consistent players. Vooch is having a Great efficient season so far in this in this young NBA season. He's what like second in the league in rebounding as well. But outside of that, we need to see a game in which Zach Levine eventually turns it on. Now Ben Matherin, who's already said LeBron got to show him, is Ben Matherin going to try to shut down uh, Zach Levine? Are we going to see something like that? Right? Are we going? Are we going to see something crazy like that? But I want to see a game from Zach in which Zach just feels like Zach. We've seen bits and pieces of it. We've seen flashes of a few things, but we haven't really seen the Zach Levine type game that we're used to seeing and it may be a while before we see that but I am looking at Zach Levine in this game to come in have an efficient night scoring the ball I'm not going to put a number on it whether it's 19 20 25 whatever amount of points it is but I'm looking for Zach Levine to have a big night for the Chicago Bulls tonight you have a young backcourt that's not really tested um that while putting up a lot of points doesn't play very much defense this is a game in which I do think that Io DeSumo and Zach Levine uh, can get into a, a nice offensive defensive rhythm and really blow this game open. We know what we're going to get from DeMar DeRozan. We know what we're going to get from Nikola Vucevic pretty much. The power forward position we'll see. And also, Andre, the combination of Vuce and Andre Drummond, like I've, I've talked about very heavily so far this season, their ability to get double-digit rebounds uh, every game is going to be the death nail for many teams and those extra possessions and if teams missing the ball, if we can force the Indiana Pacers to have an inefficient shooting night and to miss a lot of shots and Vooch and Drummond are there getting those rebounds, it completely blows this game open if we're also playing an efficient offensive night. We have to have the defense to step up and do those things. That means look out for pick and rolls. Look out for players shooting threes and getting hot um, behind the three-point line. Hopefully the Bulls have now realized that if they play with that energy and activity on the defensive end and run out to the three-point line with their hands up, it's going to help the defense overall. And so hopefully we see that from this team coming into this game. We do not want to overlook the Indiana Pacers at all. I'm expecting this to be a fun game, though. I'm expecting this to be a game in which um, we look at it. Like I said before, it may turn out as much as I do want to see the Bulls step up defensively. I want to see the Bulls snuff the Pacers out. That's just me as a Bulls fan being selfish. I want to see that game in which the Bulls come in and look dominant from start to finish. And yes, it's against a team in the Pacers that aren't expecting to do a lot. But those are the teams you should be able to do that in. I want to see the Bulls have that. I want to see, hopefully, Zach, DeMar, Vooch, by the fourth quarter, are sitting down and don't need to do anything. But again, you don't want to overlook the patience to get there. 
I just hope that the play level is up to par with that to be able to do that uh, consistently. We'll see what happens with this rotation overall. I think this is a game in which, you know, the Bulls' lack of size at the power forward position isn't necessarily going to be a detriment because the Pacers just don't have a lot of legit size right now while they're missing Miles Turner. So this is an opportunity for the Bulls to use something that is a disadvantage against some teams in their advantage uh, with having their smaller um, players that are playing power forward because they're not traditional power forwards, but playing power forwards out there. So that brings me to the topic today before we end the show. And what is Billy Donovan planning to do with this power forward position? Seems like Patrick Williams, not seems. Patrick Williams is falling out of favor, rightfully slow because so because his play just not has not matched up to his own expectations, much less the expectations the fans, the coaching staff, the front office have for him. We saw Patrick Williams get 15 minutes and 16 minutes in the last two games, respectively. So looking at that, A, does Patrick Williams start this game? I've already said this is a team which does not have a lot of legit size. You can get away with starting uh, Javante Green or Derrick Jones Jr. at that power forward position. I have been of the mind that we're still going to see Patrick Williams start, especially against these lesser teams, see if he maybe that he can get himself into a better, better rhythm. We saw that the Bulls in that last game, they went to him on the first play to try to just get him involved. This may be one of those matchups in which, especially if the Bulls do get in, out to a big league early and they play in that solid defense, that we can see a little bit more of Patrick Williams try to do some of the ball handling things and things that we know help him to be aggressive. But we also may just not see him start and may not get a lot of minutes if Javante Green and Derrick Jones Jr., are playing very well. So I'm going to ask you guys, and this is hopefully before it's announced and I, and I post this video, is Patrick Williams going to start tonight? And if he does, does he play more than 16 minutes in this game? I also put that over in the community tab as well. But outside of that, out, like, what are we going to do? When you have Derrick Jones Jr., who through two games just played this season, he's averaging nine points per game, he's uh, two rebounds per game, one steal per game, and he's shooting the ball at 57% from the field and 50% from deep. Now, those numbers are aren't going to maintain, especially if Derrick Jones Jr. has earned a bigger role and plays a bigger role on this team. But really, just by that alone, he's been the best power forward. I know Patrick Williams has gotten a lot of the hate, rightfully so, because he just has not played well. But outside of really the last game for Javante, which he shot the ball a little bit better, and then he had some energy plays in the Washington game, but outside of that, his offense was really stagnated and questionable there as well. We haven't gotten a lot from Patrick Williams or Javante Green so far in this season. So Derrick Jones Jr., you know, coming into this, and when we're talking about what is Billy Donovan going to do with that power forward position, I know some Bulls fans are saying, hey, why don't we play a little bit more Vooch and Drummond together? I can go all day long on why that's not, and then you're really taking away size even from the bench. You have the ability to have a true legit center out there every step of the way with not playing them together, so I don't really see or expect that to happen at all. But when you look at like Derrick Jones Jr., the energy that he brought, the way that the team changed, right? And and you can you can just, it, you felt it. Him and Caruso came in the game and they changed the whole energy of the team that then was maintained throughout the game for the most part after the, the uh, we came out of that first half and kind of dropped the ball a little bit again there for a minute. But as long as Derrick Jones Jr. is producing, and this is a player that fell out of Billy Donovan's rotation late last season. He wasn't in the rotation early this season, but he has definitely earned himself a bigger role on this team even if it is just to say we're going to get you 10 minutes a game and we're going to see how those 10 minutes go. If you play well, we're going to we're going to work you in a little bit more. And hopefully we see that that role increase, increase, increase. While Derrick Jones Jr. is not ideal at what we want at the power forward position, he brings some of the shooting. He brings the athleticism. He definitely goes after shot blocking as well. I would say that he's probably a better rim protector either than P. Will and Javante Green have shown at this point in the season. We could very well see maybe a pivot towards it being more Derrick Jones Jr. focused 
unless Javante really gets it back going again and, and is more like preseason Javante, because preseason Javante went away the moment that the lights were on. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of the biggest questions and the biggest hole in the team. You got to think with this, right? The Bulls, yes, they have their faults as every NBA roster does. But that power forward position being a net zero, basically, for the Chicago Bulls for the most part in these four games that we played so far this season, if the Bulls can sure up this position, if they can do something for that power forward position, it really changes the dynamic of this team, whether you bring in another defender, whether you bring in a 3 and D guy at the power forward, where you br- what, whatever you bring, as long as they can bring a net positive to this team, it really adds something that we just don't have right now. So in asking what does Billy Donovan do with the power forward position, it's really limited on the roster that we currently have right now. We know Marco has not earned a bigger role. He hasn't shown anything that show that he's NBA ready. So that's not, he could be an answer there if he was playing better and, and better prepared for the defensive needs of the NBA, because I still maintain that Marco Simonovic's offense is where it needs to be. It's that defensive end that's keeping him off the court more than likely. Again, that's in my estimation. I'm not in, in the in the practices, so I don't know for sure. Um, but you, you have to look at, especially when you're looking at Kobe white, possibly falling out of the line, right? As Alice Caruso moves back, Lonzo ball coming back at some point, Kobe's kind of the guy that you look at in that guard rotation that says may fall out that rotation may get like, we're seeing him get less than double digit minutes for the first time in a while in the last couple of games. Could that now be a trend? Goran is playing great. Caruso's giving his energy plays while not shooting the ball the best they're still giving everything else other than scoring. And like I said, you look at at some point adding adding back into that Lonzo ball coming off that bench probably initially when he returns. Do you then now look at, right? And I don't mean to start any type of trade speculation or anything. I know Bulls fans, and we, and we do know that we can cut Tony Bradley week six, bring in another veteran for the veterans minimum. I've already talked about Melo probably being that one. But do the Bulls really do look? As much as I talked about in the offseason, I don't expect the Bulls, the Bulls to move Kobe White. Do you now look at that and say, hey, yes, we do not have another guard who has the ability to get as hot as Kobe White can and just be a huge score off the bench. But do we move that asset, even if it's not necessarily for what we thought we may have wanted in the offseason to bring in a surefire power forward for this team? Is that something that you look at or do you just continue to monitor the veteran market, the buyout market later on in the season and try to add something in later in? It's a big question. The power forward position for the Chicago Bulls is by far our biggest question mark right now on this early part of the season. We can bring in some more questions as the season goes on, but it, but it, it just like thinking about how, how much better this team would be, especially with an improved play from Nikola Vucevic, even adding somebody like a Harrison Barnes if they're bought out, adding somebody like a Jay Crowder if Phoenix decides to go ahead and buy him out, adding Carmelo Anthony, right? While those are not perfect players, while those players bring their own negatives and things like that you're looking at them to fill a very specific role and as we continue to go on in the season and just see what this Chicago Bulls team needs it's going to be interesting to see and maybe the biggest thing that we need to watch is what they do with that power forward position let me know what you guys think on that one down below but that is it for me for today make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bullcentralpod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text and our voicemail the number to do so is 773 773- 270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls, see red, love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.